it's hard to be new at something when you're, you know, maybe you're in our, in our position when you're into your career and, you know, you've got your job and you're doing your thing and then you start something new and you don't feel as confident in it as, as you do in like your everyday, day-to-day stuff you do. That can be really hard at first because you're just not used to that feeling of incompetence, I suppose. <laughs> Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. And I am your second host, Femke. In this episode, we decided that we're going to talk about teaching yourself a new skill. And I think this came about because recently both Charlie and I have started practicing learning to code. Is, is that yes, right, Charlie? Yeah. And so we thought that it would be a good time to talk about, you know, learning a new skill and, and specifically teaching yourself a new skill because that's what both Charlie and I are doing. We're sort of trying to teach ourselves. And I think, you know, often we want to learn a new skill and sometimes we're a little bit stuck as to how to start or how to teach ourselves, where we can go to get resources and learning materials and what's the best thing to learn and not to learn and also how to how to make the time to learn something new because often it takes quite a commitment to learn something. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. And so making that time and dedicating that time towards learning a new skill is also a challenge sometimes. So it should be a interesting episode today and we've got some tweets to share and also a couple of emails that came in as well. So looking forward to sharing those. But first, how are you, Charlie? How is your week? How is your life? Is everything going well? Life in general is going great. Great. Um, the daylight savings ha- change happened here recently. Yeah. And so the clock's moved an hour forward and... Ah, for some reason, this is just really throwing me off. Normally, it doesn't affect me too badly because I always wake up early anyway. But yeah, my alarm didn't go off on Monday and it meant I accidentally slept in. And I just feel like I've been playing catch up all week because I, I haven't had that. I missed out basically two hours of my schedule. Um, so that's, yeah, not great. And I need to be doing better there with my time management. And also, we've got uh, VidCon Amsterdam coming up next week. I think whoop, it'll whoop. actually be... Will it be this week by the time you're hearing this? I'm not sure. Maybe it's already been. <laughs> like I said, time is confusing me at the moment. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of planning that I need to do for that. Something exciting, though, that I have done is make stickers to hand out to people oh, who say hi nice. to me at VidCon. Nice idea. Yeah, I feel like it's something that I always see people doing at design conferences and the like, you know, that sort of thing. But not often at VidCon, like there's a lot of business card handing out. But instead, I've made these stickers that have my URL on them. And yeah, that's what I'll be giving out to people. I've only got, I've got two designs, 40 of each. So there's, there's not a whole lot wow. of them, but I, I just had no idea of how many people I'd meet, you know. That's such so. a nice idea. I, I love it when I go to conferences and people hand you little like swag that they've made themselves. And you're right, it's usually at design conferences, but I bet that at VidCon where people are mostly getting boring business cards that when you hand someone a sticker, they're going to find it super cool. Yeah, I hope so anyway. So, yeah, we'll report back, I guess, on how that goes. Yeah, please do. How has your week been then? I know it was a very special day for you yesterday. So special. Thank you. Yes, I turned 25 yesterday. Oh, you're so young. Oh, I feel so old. (laughs) Yeah, quarter of a century now, huh? I know. I'm, like, waiting for that quarter-life crisis to, like, just come along and, like, totally (laughs) knock me off my feet. 
But uh, no, it was really fun. Over the weekend, I had a pizza making birthday party. So cool. I made lots of pizza dough and pizza sauce. And I had my closest friends come over and we all made pizza, which was really fun. And I feel like that's kind of something you do at a kid's birthday party. But it was just really fun. And everyone commented like, this is such a great idea. We had so much fun. So yeah, I think everybody really enjoyed it. That's awesome. So that was really cool. And then yesterday on my actual birthday, we went out for dinner, which was really nice. And Owen surprised me with flowers and stuff. Aww. And yeah, it was just a very, oh, and a cake. He came out with a cake in the evening, which is really well sweet. Well done, Owen. <laughs> I know. He really got some extra brownie points yesterday. So yeah, it was just all around a nice day. I spent an hour talking to my family on the phone because they live in New Zealand for those who don't know. So yeah. It was really nice. I had a nice day. And the weather, I don't know what the weather is like in London, but all of a sudden in Amsterdam, it's so warm and beautiful here. Yeah, it was like 18 degrees here yesterday. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. We had, I think it even peaked 20 yesterday with blue wow. sky. And so I was just sitting outside in the sun with my laptop and like having a nice drink and it was my birthday. So yeah, it was just a really nice day. It's nice to finally have some warm weather creeping in after months of cold and darkness. I feel like we should specify too that the temperatures we were just talking about are in Celsius. Oh yeah. <laughs> For any of our American <laughs> friends who are very confused as to why we're saying that's warm. True. <laughs> yes. I think 20 degrees in Fahrenheit is like below freezing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, definitely in Celsius. Yes. Thank you. So one thing, did you on your birthday do any coding or learning or did you give yourself a break for the day? I did not do any coding Good. on my birthday. I think birthday. you should be allowed to give yourself a break on your birthday. <laughs> but I did write a blog post which well I done. just finished up editing this morning so that's going out tomorrow and it's 25 things I've learned in my 25 years. So it's cool. a bit of a different style post but it actually really got me thinking about the things that I've learned over my 25 years and you know some of those are skills obviously that I've learned but also just life lessons that I've learned over the years as well you know so that was a really fun list to write but no I didn't code on my birthday but I did code on the eve of my birthday if that counts. Ah, I mean that counts. (laughs) Should we jump into talking about today's topic? Yes. Teaching yourself a new skill. So obviously right now um, we're both learning to code when you decided you wanted to learn that, where did you start? Like, what's the first thing that you did? Well, I first decided that I wanted to learn to code maybe three or four years ago, actually. Right, so the first thing you did was nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm honest. and I, I mean, it, honesty is what we're all about here. And, uh, like, that's probably true for a lot of people listening, too, I think. You know, you decide that you want to learn something and you're like, cool, I would really like to learn how to do that. And then you just don't really do anything about it for a little while. And in a way, I don't think that's a bad thing. For me, sitting on it is kind of a way for me to test if I really want to do it. Like if it's something that I'm still thinking about six months later, then I kind of know, okay, I've been thinking about learning this thing for a little while. So it's probably now worth, you know, putting some time and some investment, you know, even financially maybe into learning this thing. Because I found in the past, sometimes I get quickly excited about wanting to learn something and I'll like dive in, you know, go heads deep into trying to learn this thing. And I just lose interest really fast or quickly realize that it's not really for me or whatever. But 
with coding, because it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time, I feel like I'm really committed and really invested into doing it now because I've been thinking about doing it for so long. What do you think finally made you like take that leap of thinking about it to actually doing it? I think just realizing that now is the time, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. And that's really arbitrary, I know, but it was just kind of a feeling that I had where it was like, not really a now or never feeling, but more of a, there's no better time than right now, you know, and I may as well get started now. I've been thinking about it for ages. And I should add that, you know, when I did originally start thinking about it three or four years ago, I did slowly start to tinker around. So I have taken a few courses online but never really finished them I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but if I remember them I'll put them in the the show notes but you know it's something I've kind of on and off been tinkering with over the years and there's been a few times where Owen has sat down and showed me how to do something and I even almost a year ago I think sort of like started coding my own website and kind of got halfway and lost interest but this time in particular it's probably, I don't know, maybe my third or fourth attempt of actually learning to code. I, I'm kind of like, okay, it's time to get serious now, fam. Business time, you know? Now yeah. now I'm really committed and really invested and I, I really want genuinely to learn. And so I'm using Treehouse at the moment, which I think is also what you've been using, which I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a sec. And uh, today is actually the last day of my free trial. So from tomorrow, I have to start paying a monthly fee and I am kind of weirdly looking forward to that I think because I'm going to start making this financial commitment or contribution towards it that that's really going to encourage and motivate me to actually make the most of it and actually sit down and learn and practice yeah I totally agree with that and feel the same way Um, I've had my treehouse account for uh, like a month or so now so I've definitely already paid um, for a month of it as well. I find when I'm teaching myself something new, I do need that, like there needs to be something that drives me to do it. I feel like my life is so busy and that's because I fill it up personally, you know, myself, I'm not um, (laughs) complaining or making excuses there. Yeah. But whenever I'm learning something new, it has to be useful and it has to be a reason for it. So the reason why right now I am putting the time into learning to code is because I need to for work and you know, I'm noticing that I'm a bottleneck in our process is that I can design a site, but then there's not enough bandwidth to get it built. Or maybe we need to bring in an outside contractor to do that side of it. So I want to be more useful, I suppose, in my job and make sure that I can bring my designs to life. So that's been the motivator for me to actually, okay, now I'm going to seriously learn. Because like you, I had dabbled in the past and I think I knew a bit more than you starting out uh, because I had coded my own site before. Mm -hmm. And I have a good I would say like I'm gonna say advanced beginner understanding of HTML and CSS it. so optimistic because, yeah there's there's a lot I don't know but yeah I'm I'm good with the basics and I understand it all so yeah making that leap to committing more has definitely been because there's been a proper reason and I find that with everything that I'm going to learn like there has to be a reason to learn it I think that's why I have not been great at practicing hand lettering for example that's something that we, we both started teaching ourselves right yeah a long time ago and we found it fun to do together you know I really enjoyed we'd, we'd spend evenings hand lettering while watching a movie yeah and that was so awesome. fun but my skills have probably not progressed much since then because I don't do it very often 
Um, and that's because I don't have a project that I specifically need it for, and I'm not looking to market myself as a hand letterer. It's just a skill I, would, I like to have, you know, um, to be able to use in other projects. So because there's less of that need to know it, I find it hard to prioritise the learning and practising time. That's so true. I think it's always important to have some kind of motivator or reason behind why you're you know, learning that new thing. Otherwise, I think, like you said, with the hand lettering stuff, it's going to be really easy to just, you know, let it become less of a priority or let it sort of fall by the wayside. And I had this too with a skill that I learnt last year, I think it was. I took this course about how to make, uh, I think it was titled How to Make Startup Videos, but that might not be the case, but I'll link it anyway. And it basically taught me how to use ScreenFlow and how to create like mm-hmm. product videos and to tutorials almost and like screencasts and I sort of stumbled across this course and really wanted to learn so that I could offer that as a skill to my day job to Atomic and so I mean kindly I was fortunate enough to be in the position where they funded that course for me and I learned it during work time which was really cool and since then I've produced I don't know maybe like 30 videos at least for Atomic since then and so that has really been a skill that has become immensely valuable to my day job and also weirdly slash coincidentally slash coolly enough is that since I've been putting out these videos for Atomic, I've actually started to get outside interest of people seeing those videos and asking me to help them with theirs in a freelance way, which is super interesting and not something that I expected, but also a really cool added benefit. But yeah, I mean, back to sort of what we were talking about is, yeah, I I do think it's important to have that motivator or that reason behind wanting to learn a new skill. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard, I think, to, you know, encourage yourself to show up and actually do the work. Would you say that's the hardest part about learning a new skill for you? Because I think it is for me, is we've talked about it before in our episode possibly ages and ages ago about whether or not you should have a formal education in design but when I'm learning I do require structure and so if I'm learning just through watching a tutorial here and there on YouTube I'm less likely to put the time in and to actually learn it than if it's a more structured online course for example and I still count that as teaching myself because you're putting the time in to watch the videos and you're the one setting your schedule on that, you know. It's not like you're at um, some institution where someone's going to be marking your assignments or whatever. So I still count that as teaching myself. But yeah, I do require something, some some sort of structure, I suppose, in order to learn effectively. So like instead of, I don't know, reading various resources and watching various videos around the web – you prefer to learn with like a structured sort of online course or something like that? Yeah, I think it's because I don't want to waste my time and I want to know that I'm going to learn what I need to learn. And so I feel like with a course, I'm more likely to get that because someone's put the time and effort into arranging the information in a way that takes you from start to finish. Yeah, there's a learning path. Yeah, there's a learning path, exactly. And it covers the basics and then gets more advanced. Whereas if I search for it myself I don't specifically know what I need to learn in order to do this like um, coding for example I wouldn't have just known off the top of my head that I needed to learn something called git for um, like project management and version control I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't heard someone mention it and say that that's a thing that you need to learn that's part of coding I would have thought oh I just need to learn html css and javascript you know 
So having some structure to learn that was really helpful because I had no clue what it was all about or even where to start with it. So I didn't know what to Google in a way. So like basics and 101 courses are great for me to start off with. And then I feel more comfortable just learning what I need to know from there. Like when I need to learn something new about Sketch, for example, or about the Adobe suite, and there's something specifically I want to do, I'll search for how to do that thing. I won't keep searching like advanced Illustrator course or anything like that. Um, I'm interested in learning how to bring my ideas to life. I'm not so interested in learning all of the things that a particular program can do. Right. So just learning like the necessary things that you need to achieve what you want to achieve in a way. Yeah. And then I'm, and then I'm more comfortable jumping off on my own and doing that, um, just reading random resources and watching random videos thing from there. But to get the basics down, I need more structure. Yeah. I, I like that. And I think the nice thing about learning paths or courses or whatever is that you can track your progress in a way and you sort of get rewards and achievements. Usually, like, usually they sort of gamify it a little bit. And so, you know, you unlock this achievement or whatever, or you pass this level, like, keep going. And I also find that a really good motivator and that keeps me coming back too because I'm like oh no I didn't meet my daily goal or whatever and that kind of encourages you to come back and you know practice again or learn more which I personally really like that's a good motivator for me in terms of like getting me to come back and keep showing up yeah treehouse is really good for that right with the yeah um, keeping you going and they've got the graph of your progress I haven't done like gone on and worked on Treehouse for about a week now so my graph is going to look terrible (laughs) but you know it is a good motivator when you're actually there and looking at it let's should we talk a bit more about Treehouse because obviously if you're going to start paying for it after this free trial is up then you found the free trial useful yeah I did find the free trial really useful I I quite like courses that have a mixture of like video and slides and worksheets. And the nice thing about Treehouse is there's a community as well. So you can ask questions if you're stuck somewhere because quite often I find with code specifically, sometimes you just really need that hands-on help. It can be really difficult. At least, I mean, I'm still a beginner. So, you know, maybe this doesn't apply to people who feel fully comfortable in code. But for me as a beginner, it can be really difficult for me to find where the error is or like what I've done wrong. And so the nice thing about Treehouse is that you can ask a question or like get help or something. And I found that really nice and helpful as well. Yeah, same. I've loved that. Being able to just search in their forums. I haven't asked any questions myself, but that's because generally when I've searched, someone else has already asked it and I've been able to learn from the answer someone gave to them, which is good. What course are you doing out of interest in Treehouse? Like what? What are you working through? Uh, I think it's the Maker Website course. Okay. Yep. I think it's just like front-end development, learning HTML and CSS. And I'm pretty sure I'm like halfway through it. Amazing. Yeah, I'm on the WordPress development track at the moment, but uh, to start with, to get up to speed in order to start coding at work, I did a bunch of basics courses. So I did Git basics, GitHub basics, I think Gulp basics and SAS basics, all words that I didn't really know what they meant. (laughs) What does SAS basics mean? Basically, it teaches you how to be that emoji with the hand out to the side. Sassy. Yeah. SAS is a type of, oh God, it's like a CSS framework, I guess. Test is time. what it would be called. Ugh, I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's it's a way of working with CSS um, that makes more sense when you're typing it. Like it's a bit 
it's a bit neater for arranging your style sheets. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it in that way, but I'll put a link to the course in the description. I think you should do it because the teacher on that one was really great. He was hilarious. Uh, it was actually, the videos are taught by the person who created Sass. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, I think I would, I mean, I'm only like a, a week into using Truehouse, but if you're listening and learning to code is something that you would like to learn, then I so far do recommend trying Treehouse because it's really easily laid out and very sort of, I like the the sort of breakpoints in the lessons, like the step-by-step feels really good and really controlled and focused. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that if you're thinking about learning to code. It just feels very professional to me as well, which is obviously you know, a good thing. When I'm taking an online course, I don't just want to learn from anybody and I don't just want to pick up any course. I want to make sure it's good quality before I invest not only my money, but my time into it. And it's hard to tell sometimes if a course is going to be good before going in. But yeah, with Treehouse, I found it to be really great. Other courses that I've bought online in the past are, I've done the pricing course by New School and that was really good. And I knew it would be because I really uh, have a lot of respect for those guys and their site and what they do. And I've also ha- bought the Learn Lettering course from Sean McCabe. What about you? Any other courses that you've taken online? Yeah, so specifically I, to mention? I took that video course, which I can't remember, but I'll link it. And I've also taken the Creative Class course, which is by Paul Jarvis. And that was a really great course that I took when I sort of was starting freelancing and it takes you through like it's basically a 101 freelancing sort of course. So you learn cool. everything about like, you know, creating your niche, finding or attracting clients, creating contracts and all of that kind of stuff. So that was a really, really good course. I think that's kind of it. I mean, there's so many that I want to do and I'm starting or I'm considering giving myself maybe a yearly budget as weird as that sounds to like sort of Ooh, invest like in learning and I've been yeah, yeah. thinking about doing the same with books as well actually because I recently got a Kindle and I I know that some of my friends give themselves monthly budgets for buying ebooks which I think is a really nice idea it means every month you can you know buy yourself a book or two and not feel guilty about it because you know you've put that money aside and you're investing in your self-improvement or whatever and I'd like to do that for for books, for reading, and also for online courses, I think. Like having a yearly budget, I suppose, that lets me invest in my learning and my education. Yeah, I really love that idea. That's that's really great. When it comes to picking an online course, I I don't know, how do you go about doing that, Femme? Because for me, it does come down to the teacher and like the reputation of the site or whatever. I've taken one class before on Skillshare that was uh, taught by Jessica Heesh, you know, our favorite person. Oh, we haven't brought her up for a while. (laughs) I know, it has been a while. (laughs) But yeah, I took a a class from from her on there about lettering. But sites like Skillshare are a bit daunting to me. You know, there's so much content on it and it's so cheap that I'm just like, how can this be – good quality like how can is it possible to produce such good quality stuff for such a cheap price you know and and I sort of start to question that and I mean I feel like Treehouse is pretty cheap at $25 a month for you know the basic plan but 
that is because it is just focused on learning about development, right? So all the, the classes there are on the same topic and it dives into different pieces of the right. development process. But Skillshare, you can just learn absolutely anything. And I found that really daunting. And it's like $12 a month, I think, um, if you want to pay monthly. And that just seems so cheap. <laughs> so I don't know. Are you a member of any of those sites that are like uh, course aggregates, I suppose? No, I'm not. And I would have to agree that I really value who teaches the course as well. And so the creative class by Paul Jarvis, I mean, probably 60% of the reason I took that course was because it was created by Paul. And I really value Paul and what he has to teach. And I'm going to take a wild guess here that the reason that you took that course on Skillshare was because it was taught by Jessica Heesh and not yes. because it was a Skillshare course. Do you know what I mean? Yes, exactly. And yeah, so totally you probably also would have taken that course had it not been on Skillshare, but it just happened to be on there. And yeah, I mean, I have never really been that motivated to do a course on Skillshare. Sometimes I might see something come up where I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, but because it's on Skillshare, there's kind of that barrier for me. I don't know what it is, but I I just trust, I'd rather trust that one person. And if they've gone through the effort of bundling and creating the course, you know, doing it all themselves, then I feel like they, I don't, I don't know if that's the right, this is the right way to put it, but I feel better about giving them my money and paying for it. Like they deserve it more because they've, you know, they're obviously really passionate about it and they've gone and put all this effort into creating this course. And I don't know, it just feels more reliable and trustworthy to me. Like anyone can put a course on Skillshare, you know, but for someone to go and create their own course, like that's a lot more effort. And I think they therefore have to have a bit more authority and credibility and a bit more, you know, stake in the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think for me too, it's that I personally when I do eventually put out a course, uh, spoiler alert, it's going to cost more than $12 a month. (laughs) And that'll be because I've put all the time and effort into making it, you know, worthy of your time and, and, and money, making it worthy of that investment. And so, yeah, I guess for me, I mean, we are just totally, neither of us know for sure, there could be some amazing value courses on Skillshare that you just get for such a good price because of that monthly bundle. But for me, making an investment is actually a good thing. Like it's a good thing for me if a course is not cheap because then I feel like it's going to be more worthy of my time and attention and I'm more likely to put the effort into learning it because I have, you know, fronted up the money like we talked about at the start. Yeah, totally. What do you find as the hardest part about teaching yourself a new skill? Because for me personally, I find putting what I've learned into practice can sometimes be really difficult. So like, for example, when I like now learning to code, you know, in my lesson that I did the other night, I learned how to create a blue header in the example that we were doing. And so now I'm like, cool, I know how to create a blue header, but actually taking that concept of what I learned and how to create a color, how to create a header, first of all, and how to give it a color, taking that and applying it somewhere off by heart. That's the thing that I struggle with when I'm doing the lesson and I'm watching him code the blue header. I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Now I know how to create a blue header. But actually, like the underlying you know, practice that I'm learning and applying that is sometimes what I struggle with. And I think it's the same with when we were learning 
lettering. Like sometimes I learnt how to draw in a specific like lettering style. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to draw this particular A like a hundred times. And then I do that and then I'm like, okay, but now how do I apply that to like a body of work? That's sometimes where I kind of struggle with once I've learned something is actually putting it into practice and applying that skill. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. And this is why I think learning to code hasn't been a priority for me up until now. Because even though I have always been really interested in it and like I learned what I needed to know to code my own website, but I learned that's just it. I learned what I needed to know and nothing more because I wasn't going to be putting into practice that anything more. So I didn't see the point in putting the time into learning it because to learn properly, I need to be also doing it. That's the way I learn best is by trying stuff out for myself and taking action. It's not enough for me to just read a book. I'm never going to remember something that way. Um, so I have to be, yeah, also doing the actual thing. So that's why now is a good time for me to be learning to code because I can be then putting that into action. And I guess I'd suggest for you, Fem, to give yourself a project to put these things into action and practice by yourself. That might be useful. Yeah, I I mean, I think I already knew that that's what I should probably do, but it's good to hear it from you. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that makes more sense. Like I can take a lesson on Treehouse, like learn how to do this thing, and then I could go to my own website and actually put it into practice. So yeah, I should do that. And I think that that will help. And I think that concept can also be applied to whatever skill you're learning too, right? I don't know, if you're learning motion graphics on an online course, then maybe tinker along the side with something that you want to apply that motion graphics skill to. Yeah, that's great advice. Should we go into some messages from our listeners? Because we wanted to learn from them what their struggles were when learning something new. Because, yeah, I, I don't think it's a, I mean, I mean to say it is a common thing to struggle when you're learning something new, especially when you're learning on your own. Um, some people learn better that way than in institutions like universities, like we've talked about before, but everyone's going to face struggles. So let's go into some tweets, I guess. Yeah. So uh, this is a good one to start with. It's from Sasha and Sasha says, often it's knowing where to start. I'll have an idea of what I want to learn, but not know what exactly the proper entry point is. And that's just totally the same as me. And that's why I like those 101 or basics courses because you can understand that entry point easier and then jump off from there and do your own thing. Yeah, I would agree. I think sometimes it's difficult to decide which path to take. Like, for example, there might be multiple courses from you know multiple different people and sometimes it's a bit like, oh, which one should I do? Which person knows more or seems to know more? And that can be really hard as well. So I think just doing doing your research, I think, and just trying to understand or figure out whether other people have taken that route and if they've been successful in learning that skill and how they've then taken it and applied it to real life, etc. Yeah, I think you just need to do your homework a little bit and do a little bit of research to find which one is best for you. Yeah, that's good advice. CKG says, accepting that I'm new to this and shouldn't be expected to do amazing things just yet. I really mm, like that. Patience. Yeah, that, it is totally patience. Like, and being patient with yourself. And it's hard to be new at something when you're, you know, maybe you're in our, in our position when you're into your career and, you know, you've got your job and you're doing your thing. And then you start something new and you don't feel as confident in it as, as you do in, like, your everyday 
day-to-day stuff you do that can be really hard at first because you're just not used to that feeling of incompetence I suppose (laughs) but yeah allow yourself the space to learn and don't be too hard on yourself I mean this has happened to me so many times with so many things and like lettering is a good example for me actually is I kind of gave up because I felt like you know I'm, it's not a, my work isn't amazing so like what's the point and you kind of give mm-hmm. up halfway I think that happens for a lot of people and that's what also yep. happened to me with coding you know I've tried dabbling in it here and there and I would just give up because I'd be like oh it's too hard I don't feel like I'm making any progress you know I'm just writing some like code on a page and nothing's really happening and there's all these amazing people that are amazing at it and look at me like I can just create a body tag you know so I think just being patient and being understanding and accepting of yourself that it's a long road to get there and it's probably going to be worth the effort if you put it in and, you know, you can't become an overnight success. And so, yeah, patience, time, just keep showing up and keep putting the work in. Exactly. Isaac, this is an interesting one, says finding quality test projects that range in difficulty and finding accurate ways to receive feedback. So, It sounds like Isaac is a bit like me in that he needs test projects and, you know, to be trying out these things that he's learning. But the finding feedback one is interesting because that's definitely a hard part about learning by yourself is that you are by yourself. Like you said, there's the Treehouse community, Femme, for when you're stuck and need to ask questions. But, yeah, I don't know. That that is a, a tricky part about learning on your own is not having that class and, like, peers environment, I suppose to lean on yeah it definitely can feel like sometimes you're learning in the dark right Mm. and I don't know maybe you have a friend or a peer or someone else who might also be interested in learning that thing and then do it together you know you can give feedback on each other and help each other out I think that's also a really really nice way to learn like we would with lettering right yeah we're both learning lettering sitting together in front of the tv and we could also, if we wanted to, critique each other's work and offer feedback. So if you can maybe find someone to learn alongside you, I think, you know, that could help and be an avenue for feedback and critique as well. Yeah, definitely. That's a really great suggestion, actually. And we should probably communicate more about our coding yeah. knowledge and that journey we're on. We should. <laughs> what we're doing at work at the moment at ConvertKit is a bunch of us have Treehouse accounts and are learning code. A lot of the customer success team are learning because it's going to be really helpful for them to better diagnose uh, problems that customers are having, you mm-hmm. know. And so a lot of us are learning via Treehouse at the moment. So that's fun to to share badges and whatnot. Yeah, that is really fun. Kind of gives it, yeah, like that community feel, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to make your own community, I guess, is our advice there. <laughs> I can attest to what Aurea says, and she said that learning everything at once can make everything feel overwhelming. And... I've definitely had this too where I've been trying to learn multiple things at once like different skills and that can be a little bit too much and so instead now I try to focus on one thing in particular. For example something else that I really want to learn is surprise surprise how to speak Dutch and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like halfway towards speaking Dutch just naturally because my parents are Dutch but I'm not fluent and there's this local course here in Amsterdam that I really want to take like it's physical you know you go in and there's a class and a teacher and that's something that I really want to do while I live here but 
right now I've committed myself to learning to code and I'm a little bit nervous that if I took both of those on at the same time, it would be too much. And so I don't know, Charlie, if you've had any experience with trying to learn multiple things at once or like, do you recommend that people just stick to learning one thing at a time or I don't know, any advice there? I think it depends on your learning style. For me, I'm definitely like you, one thing at a time because I've got so much else on with all my side projects, etc. that I can't also, I just don't have the mental space to be thinking about taking more than one course at the same time that, you know, doesn't fit in with how I learn or how I, my free time, I suppose, and how I do things. So if that's, if you are feeling that overwhelm, which I get from looking at something like Skillshare as well as like knowing where to start and there's so many things I want to do, like, you know, what one do I do first? I would say prioritize just like you would with working on side projects. We've made, uh, episodes before about prioritization haven't we but do the same thing for your learning and prioritize the thing that is going to be the most useful for you first or that you're most interested in I don't know prioritize it however you like but I think focus is better but again some people have learning styles where it helps to shift tracks and you know move on to something else but for me yeah one thing at a time yeah I like that I want to read out a little something from Lisa Marie who emailed in and said that my biggest struggle in the past when learning something new has been having the time and space to grow. And she told us about how uh, at a previous job she was at, they made false promises to her almost about having the time and opportunity to study further, but that never actually happened. But now she's in a job where it's much more flexible and the her boss allows her time to learn and like to put that time into education. That's cool. Which is, yeah, really great. And she also said that I think finding time was one issue, but the other one was being consistent with practice and learning. I'd often watch a brief tutorial and then not actually go back to it or use it again. It's hard to sometimes find the discipline to keep at it and keep motivated, especially if it's something that's a bit more tricky. And she says, like coding. (laughs) And I agree with that, that, that putting in the time to practice is the hard part. It's easy to watch a tutorial, right? It's easy to make some notes and feel like you understand it. But then the harder part is putting it into practice and putting the time into practice. Yeah, I definitely struggle with that, with coding. I also feel quite lucky that, you know, my boyfriend, Owen, he knows how to code. And so he's quite a good source of encouragement for me. And I think that's important. You know, if you live with someone or you have a significant other that they're sort of on board and supportive of what you want to learn. And so like the other night... Uh, we'd just finished dinner and usually like out of habit after dinner and we've cleaned up and stuff, we kind of like, oh, you know, should we sit down and maybe watch a TV show or something to relax and unwind? Uh, but the other night Owen was like, why don't you code? Like, do you want to sit down and maybe do a lesson on Treehouse? And I was like, actually, yeah, I would. And so then I did Aww. an hour on there. And, you know, having that encouragement and motivation for me is is important and I really appreciate that because if he hadn't have mentioned that I probably wouldn't have done it Uh, but of course you know you also need to have your own internal motivation and discipline but yeah also if you do have a significant other I do think that it's important that they're on board and encouraging as well. Yeah same with bringing getting anyone in your life on board I suppose like your family your friends they need to know that learning is important to you and so if you're making the time for it that's that's because it's important and needs to be done one last note i'll read out is from azette and azette says the thing i struggle with when learning something new is not yet understanding exactly what they're talking about i know what i want to achieve but i don't know how to get the end result 
and uh, she gave an example of being recently involved with the creation of an app and she was supposed to just be designing it and the developer, you know, doing the de- the building part. But in the end, they ended up working together a lot using Bootstrap. Um, she said she has a limited knowledge of HTML. So that was really frustrating. And she didn't know, like, know where to go to change the look of a button, for example, and, you know, adjust the columns. But she says, what I did to overcome my problems was to identify one thing, research the problem and read what others on the internet say. And lastly, watch YouTube videos teaching me how to fix similar problems. So... Uh, in the end, she says the app is launched, and now she has experience in Bootstrap and HTML in general, which is awesome, good result. And that's often how I end up learning things along the way as well. You know how I said many times during this episode that I do yeah. the basics I want to be structured. Then the rest, I mostly do learn because I've hit a problem, and there's something I want to achieve, and I don't know how to do it, and so that's what I'm researching to try and learn. And I think that's a really good way to learn, actually, is to just get in there and try it out for yourself, And then when you hit that wall and you hit a problem, that's when you reach out and, you know, ask the internet, I suppose, for its help. Yeah, I like that. And I also do that if I get stuck. I guess this is kind of the same thing. But, you know, if on Treehouse I get stuck with something, instead of going to research other parts of Treehouse to find the answer, I'll search the internet. Because I think sometimes it's good to get different perspectives and and learn from different people as well so yeah I would recommend that you know if you are struggling and not really understanding what they're talking about that's fine like just go and search elsewhere you know you don't have to rely on this one person as like the source of truth and to provide you with all of the answers you know just kind of use it as a as a guideline or like a home base and it's totally okay to go and seek answers from elsewhere yeah that's a really good piece of advice I think to end End on. Any last uh, tips or anything you want to give about teaching something new? Uh, teaching? Learning something new. <laughs> teaching to yourself something new. <laughs> uh, I think just start small, you know, with baby steps. I think yeah, sometimes I like it's that. overwhelming. Like we want to learn this new skill. Like coding is a really daunting skill to learn, right? And yeah. I think that in itself can hold a lot of people back from actually getting started to learn. And so, you know, you don't have to know every single thing that exists about code to be able to code or to be a coder you know like my boyfriend Owen who I would say is like pretty advanced at coding is still always like googling things to to help him with his code and so you don't have to be a master and don't let that put you off either I think like just start small take that first baby step and make that commitment to yourself I think to show up and keep practicing even when it gets really difficult, which it will if you're learning to code. But just hang in there. I like that. That's a good piece of advice to end on. And I think that applies no matter what skill you're learning recently. Yeah. Recently? Re- really? <laughs> Gosh, where is my words going at the end of this episode? <laughs> like, no matter what it is you're learning, you're going to hit struggles. And, yeah, it's good to understand that not everyone's still learning, right? Even that mm-hmm. expert that you really admire, they're probably still learning as well. So don't be ashamed when you don't know everything. Nice. So, Fem, where can people go to listen to more episodes of this wonderful podcast of ours that usually is much more coherent than I'm being? <laughs> this was a really fun episode, though. I like how it was a bit jumbled. Uh, but you can go to designlife.fm. That is our website, and you'll find all of our episodes there. If you want the show notes for this particular episode, you can go to designlife.fm episode 72. That's the number 72. And you'll see 
show notes, takeaways. We'll have links to all of the courses that we've talked about and all of the other resources we've mentioned. And you'll also find us on Twitter. We are at DesignLifeFM. We'd love you to join the conversation on there. So please do follow us there and reply to our tweets when we ask for your thoughts on certain topics because I think they really make the show. So thanks to everyone who takes part. Yes, thank you. And thank you to Izette and Lisa Marie who sent in an email and gave us a bit more context. That was really nice to share. Yeah, thank you for that. Well then, talk to you next week, Pam. Bye-bye. Bye.